Tansy, and I'd like to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International, where our church motto states, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If there's anything that we can do to create a better worship experience for you, reach out to us at www.lccimd.org. We'd love to hear from you. And again, welcome. Let's 
You are 
the storm will never pass and it seems like the rain will never end. It seems like the Red Sea is in front of you and Pharaoh and his army is behind you. But if you would just lift up your head unto the sky and know that God has not forgotten about you and his angels will encamp around you for he will never leave you nor forsake you for his word is true. Know that if he did it for me, he can do it for you. So God, right now, as we begin worship, this portion of worship, God, the songs have been sung. Zion has been lifted up, God. Your worship and your adoration has been lifted up, oh God. And because of it, oh God, we submit, we surrender, and we, uh, we revel in your amazement and in who you are in our lives. There is none like you, God. There is none that can compare to you, God. 
You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You are our Alpha and our Omega. You are our beginning and our end. Your word declares that you knew our end from our beginning. So God, there is nothing that takes you by surprise. God, as we submit and surrender and we we bow down before your throne and we give you all adoration, we give you all glory, we give you all honor. You said that your name is a strong tower and the righteous shall run into it and be saved. So God, at this moment, we run into your word, we run into your heart, we run into your bosom as you cover us, as you shield us, as you protect us like never before, God. God, we don't do this for form, fashion, or show. We don't do this just because, uh, uh, just because it's fashionable, just because it's the uh, it's the end thing, God. But we do this as unto the Lord. Whether it's in season or out of season, we declare Your word. Whether it's in season or out of season, we declare Your praise. Whether it's in season or out of season, we come with all adoration to You, God. So, God, we worship You right now in spirit and in truth. For God, you know our issues. You know our heart's desire. You know what we've done and what, what we've repented of, God. So God, right now, we ask you that you wipe the slate clean off of our lives right now in the name of Jesus. God, you are our joy, our peace, our contentment. And God, we just lift up our hands in worship like never before, we lift up our hands in, in praise and total adoration, God. We offer up our sacrifice to you, God, to, to be who you called us to be, to be who you said you would be in our life. Thank you for the shed blood of your son, Jesus Christ, that even on this day, 2,000 years later, it still has power, it still cleanses, it still restores, it still blesses, and it still redeems. We thank you, Jesus, just for being who you said you would be. Now, God, hide this your servant behind your cross so that the people see none of me but they see all of thee. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength and my redeemer. Use this vessel. Break me down and build me back up in your image and in your likeness. God, I give you all glory. I give you all honor and I give you all praise. It is in your son Jesus' name, the name that is above all other names, the name that is a strong tower, the name that is righteous. The name that the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Demons flee, demons tremble at the name of Jesus. So whatever demons that have been present in our life, we ask you right now to deliver us Somebody lift up your hands, somebody lift up your voice, somebody open up your heart and just worship. It's okay to worship. It's okay to cry out. It's okay to praise. We just thank you, God. We worship you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name. 
Amen, amen, amen. Do me a favor real quick. Lift up your Bibles. We're going to get into some word. And repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Welcome to Liberty Christian Church International. And we are so excited that you are with us on today. Amen. And as we begin to go forward in worship today, we are just honored that God is here. God is ready to do an amazing thing in our life. And if you've been with us over these last three, uh, going on our fourth week in this series, we've been dealing with this theme and this thought called evicted. Somebody say evicted. And because we have been dealing with eviction, there are some things that God has been promising us and been talking to us about with this series. And we're just so amazed at what has been taking place, the deliverance that we've been hearing about, the people that have been being set free, even our own mindsets, our own self have been becoming set free through this word. Somebody say evicted. See, evicted is this term and this thought that as we begin to, to, to go into the word today, evicted is something that is so amazing when you think about it. It is something that has been so amazing when you're getting rid of some things in your life from Florida to Georgia to, to California. We've been hearing that this word has been delivering people and setting people free from certain things in their life. So as we continue on today, I'm really uh, uh, excited about today, but, but it, it's a little nervous today, nerve-wracking today, because what we're going to deal with is nothing like today. What we're going to deal with is nothing, uh, 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 is nothing to be taken for granted, because what we're going to deal with is getting ready to combat the enemy head on. Somebody say evicted. So, so, so now I need you to grab your Bibles. We're going to, we're, we're going to look at our foundational scripture real quick and we're going to uh, see that for a second, but I need you to grab hold of this like never before. So grab your Bibles and open up your Bibles to, uh, to, 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 uh, uh, Mark, excuse me. Um, to Mark the 16th chapter, looking at the 17th verse. Mark the 16th chapter, looking at the 17th verse. And it says this. These signs will accompany those who have believed. If you're not used to our Bible, we're reading from the New American Standard Bible. It says, these signs will accompany those who have believed. And in my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. And then if you jump over real quick to Mark uh, the sixth chapter, uh, excuse me, Mark the uh, Mark the sixth chapter, looking at the thirteenth verse, and it simply says this: and they were casting out many demons and were anointing 
uh, anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. Once again, it says, and they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. A lot of times when we look at the scripture and we look at this context and this text, we have to realize that just what was going on and taking place in that first scripture, uh, Jesus was letting his disciples know that there are going to be many and many wonderful things that you're going to do after I've gone. They're, you're going to learn how to cast out demons. You're going to learn how to heal the sick. You're going to learn how to do miraculous and marvelous things. He said, you'll be able to do greater than what I've done because I go. And he said, when I go, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'll soon return. But we have to understand that in that process, he has given us and endowed us with power. When he left, when he ascended to, to heaven, one of the things he said, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and you shall remember things that I've seen and taught, the things that you've seen and been taught of in from me. So now if we're understanding that and we're realizing that, we have to believe internally, spiritually, mentally, physically, that we're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that he could ask or think. We have to be able to understand that if God is our resource, if the Holy Holy Spirit is our source and, and everything that he's given us, we must come into a mindset that we have the ability to come from oppression. We have the, the ability to come from deliverance, to, to chase after him like never before and come into a mindset and an understanding that if God is for me, that nobody can be against me. If God dwells on, is greater is he that is who in me then what? Then he that's in the world. But my question to you this morning is, what is on the inside of you? If you say that you're a believer, if you say that you're a Christian, if you say that you're a child of God, there has to be something different about you. There has to be a different way in the way you walk, or the way you talk, the way you deal with people, the way you act, the way you chase stuff, what you're chasing after in life. And if we're dealing with our truthful nature, there have been some things that we've allowed, some spirits, there have been some mental issues, there have been some emotional issues that we have allowed to oppress us and keeping us from being what God called us to be. If you really want to examine yourself, if you really want to take self-inventory, how many can say that I'm not all that God called me to be because I got some things that I've been holding on to in my life? I've been holding on to some past failures that I've gone through, some past hurt that I've gone through, some past situations that I've gone through. I've been holding on to these things for so long, and it has caused me not to be what God has called me to be completely. And I love God. I've, I've, he's been my all in all. But there are some things that have been lingering in my life. I've allowed myself to, to, be, to succumb to generational family curses, generational issues, generational spirits. And so I am trying to get to this place where I'm getting set free by the word of God. How many people want to be set free today? How many people can honestly say that, God, if you, if you deliver me from this thing, God, if you set me free from this thing, God, I will give you my complete all in all. How many people can declare and say that truthfully from their heart that they're ready to serve God, that they're ready to be who God called them to be, that they're ready to do what God called them to do? And, and, and I don't want you to take this lightly this morning, because some things that we're going to declare over our lives today, I guarantee if your heart grabs hold of it, 
if your heart and your spirit grabs hold of it, you'll see your life change immediately. You'll see your life change and do something that it's never done before. But first, you have to believe. You have to receive your deliverance. You have to receive what God has said to you on this morning. And so now I really want you to get into this understanding of knowing what this word means, evicted. Somebody say evicted. Evicted. What is the word evicted? And I've gone over this every week with this because I need you all to grab hold of this in its complete form. The word evicted simply means this, to expel someone from a property, especially with the support of the law. I told y'all every week that this thing right here, it does something to me every time I hear this word evicted, to expel someone from a property. And I told you all last week that we are the property of God, but we've allowed some people, some things, some spirits to live in this property rent-free, but steadily causing chaos in our life. Somebody say evicted. And not only evicted, I need you to understand, what are we evicting? Well, I've told you this. Last week we dealt with it and from this nature. There are areas of uh, eviction that we've been dealing with in this series first started with emotional eviction. I told you that there are some emotions that we've grabbed and let hold on to our life. And then not only emotional, but mental eviction. Uh, evicting some mentalities that we've received and accepted about ourselves. But now we have to go into a place and into a mindset where we are getting set free. And on today, I want us to deal with spiritual eviction. Now, last week we dealt with this a little bit. Last week we dealt with a certain aspect of spiritual eviction. And I told you this week I wanted to deal with two things this week. But then when I was in my prayer time, God said, no, I I need you to focus on one of these this week and one next week. So tonight, I mean today, what we're going to focus on is lust, the spirit of lust. Somebody say lust. Lust. What is lust? Lust. If you open up your Bibles real quick to First uh, John, the second chapter. First John, the second chapter, and we're not going to have it on the screen today. Uh, but uh, I need you to open up your Bibles to First John, the second chapter, looking at the sixteenth verse. First John, the second chapter, looking at the sixteenth verse. If you need to know where it's at, it's towards the back of your Bible. It's the last. It's one of the last uh, five books of the Bible before you, when you get almost to Revelations, and we're going to open this up. I'm going to try to teach this thing, and I'm not going to get uh, so excited, and I say that every week, but I'm not going to get so excited. But I need you to hear this scripture in its entirety. Once again, reading from the New American Standard Bible, and we're going to pick up this in the 15th verse of the second chapter. And it says this, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. Do not love the world, nor the things in the in the world. If anyone loved the world, the love of the Father is what? Is not in them. It's not in them. Verse number 16 says this, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, and also its lust. But the one who does the will of, the, of God will live forever. Somebody say live forever. 
See, so now, now, now we're going to jump into this a little bit further and deeper. I just wanted to give you our foundational scripture for today, dealing with spiritual, dealing with uh, evicting some things out of your spirit. But I need you to also see this. I need you to grab hold of this thing real quick. And it says this. What is spiritual? Since we're dealing with the spirit man, we're dealing with what's internal on the inside of us, what we cannot see. The spiritual nature of man is defined as this, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. And the scripture I love that goes with this is, uh, the third book of this same teacher, John, or the same apostle, John, John, the third book, looking at the second verse. And he says this, beloved, I pray that in all respect, you may prosper and be in what? Good health, just as your soul prospers. So there's a there, there is a divine nature for your soul and your spirit. There is a divine nature of, of what your your soul does that is directly correlated to what your physical man does. So if you get it right, if you can understand just what you're supposed to understand, then if your soul is prospering, then so so will you prosper. So when your soul, when your spirit man is out of out of relationship with God, you may get some physical gains, but you're not prospering. Because what the enemy also uh, rewards those that serve him. But if you want the reward of what God does, which is eternal life, it's based off of eternal life, where you're going after you die, where you're going to be with. I, I, I know that this life seems long. If you get to live 60, 70, 80, 90 years old, it's a long life in some aspects, but your eternal life is much longer than this. So I have to do, and I have to prepare myself, I have to try to prepare those that God has given me to cover for life after death. Life after death, a, a, a life that's becoming, a life that's living with our Lord and Savior. I have to prepare for that and for that understanding. So if I'm preparing for that understanding, I need to make sure that my soul is prospering so that my physical man can prosper as well. So that my physical man can gain, my physical man can be in good health, but my soul has to be in right relationship to start that all off. My soul have, have you ever been in a place where you feel disconnected from God? Where you feel like, God, wait, I don't hear you. God, I don't see. I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, I don't know what this, I, it's a tangible thing that's missing from my internal man. It feels like I'm disconnected. It feels like I've done so much in my life that you're not pleased with me, that, that you're not, uh, that you're not uh, accepting of me. And God said, no, it's not that I'm not accepting of you, but what you're feeling is the, the wages of your sin. You're feeling the guilt of the sin that you've done but you have not received me or you have not allowed me to get close inside you so that I can turn that around. You haven't allowed me to deal with those things and those carnal natures, those carnal instincts that you have that I said surrender to me. 
So a lot of times when we get to this place and we get to this understanding, then we miss the mark of what God is really trying to do with us. But we're going to deal with that today. Somebody say, Pastor, going somewhere with us today. Amen. So now I need you to grab hold of this and understand this and understand this nature because when we're dealing with this nature and we're dealing with this whole thing about uh, changing our spirit, I need you to hear once again. So today I want us to deal with one of the biggest elephants in the room in the church. <laughs> if, 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 I'm glad. I hope that you all can put the kids aside. I hope that you all can, uh, can, can really grab hold of yourself and really take a transparent moment and, and, and get uncomfortable for a second. We're going to get uncomfortable. I know that you're sitting at home on your couches. You're sitting at home in your living rooms or in your dining rooms watching this, or you might even be in your car watching this. But we're going to get uncomfortable today, and I want you to realize that God is watching you right now. So now I need you to get up. Growing up in the church, in most cases, this is one of the most taboo things that you could deal with in the church. And it was simply told that if you're living holy and righteous. Lust should not be a bother for you. Lust should not be something that you're dealing with. I told you today we're dealing with the spirit of lust. And, the, and, and when you grew up in church or the old saints, they, they would never really deal with this from the pulpit and deal with this right in the face of it so that people can be delivered from it. They simply wanted to tell you that you needed to live a better and more righteous life. That you should be, that, that, that if you're dealing with and battling lust, that for something, it, it, it must not. You must not be doing it well enough. You must not be living righteous enough if you're still battling with this issue of lust. Somebody say, I've been battling and, and I've just been in darkness for so long, but now I'm ready to come out of what I've been experiencing. See, so many people hide what they have been oppressed with when they're dealing with the spirit of lust. Why? Because everybody thinks it's this thing that is, it, it has this nasty head that, that's not supposed to be talked about from this place right here. That's not supposed to be talked about in the confines of church. But if the church acts as the hospital, where are you supposed to bring your sicknesses to? Where are you supposed to bring the things that you need deliverance from to? Where are you supposed to be able to come into and say, these are my conditions and this is what I need deliverance from? See, when you go to the hospital, the, the hospital people don't care how sick you are. The hospital does not care what, uh, or, or even the other people that are in the hospital, they don't care what you're going through because they're dealing with their self. Oh, I'm coming down somebody's street real quick. Because we have for so long walked into the church like we're perfect. We have for so long walked into the church with our nice suits on and walked into the church with our nice dresses on. And we walk in with all these internal and external problems, but we mask it in the, uh, in the uh, appearance that we look fine. But when you go to the hospital, you don't go to the hospital dressed in your best clothes because you look fine. You go to the hospital with a condition that you need taken care of. So what I'm trying to tell you this morning is that when you come into the house of God, when you go before the throne of God, you got to stop acting like you're going before God like you're in your best clothes. No, I'm taking my filthy rags. I'm taking all that I am, everything that I deal with, every oppression that I deal with, every sickness 
sickness that I deal with, and I'm laying it at the altar of God. And somebody needs to know right now that God is simply standing here saying, if you're willing to lay it at the altar, if you're willing to bring it into my presence and into my face, I can give you, I can give you the prescription that's going to heal you from your sickness. And one of the biggest sicknesses that we deal with in the church that we don't talk about is this spirit of lust. We don't deal with it enough. We don't talk about it enough. We will sugarcoat certain things and we'll talk about the financial blessings. We'll talk about getting a million dollar house and a million dollar car and your, your, your better is coming and all this other stuff. But if I can't deal with what I've got going on right now before the throne of God, how can I ever see my best and my blessings? Oh, somebody deal, say uh, evicted because if we're going to deal with evicting some things and getting rid of some things, in our life, I need you to be transparent right now, not even with me as pastor, but I need you to be transparent right now with God, the redeemer of your soul. Somebody say evicted. But see, the truth is that people never get delivered from these certain spirits of lust because, uh, because they simply can't bring it to the throne. You can't go to the altar and say, God, just this is who I am. God, this is what I've been going through. God, this is the things that have been creeping up in my mind late at night. Because when you look at the definition of lust, I need you all to get some of this. Th this lust thing, this thing is called this. And, and, and I... And, and, in preparing for this, I wanted to have this up on the screen, but, but, but I need you all to hear this definition of lust. Lust is simply this. The sexual desire of someone that is unnatural. The unnatural sexual desire for another person. It's a verb, it's an action word. And in reading this definition and reading some, ident some identifying traits about lust, it simply said this. Lust, desiring or wanting someone just when, when you're in your normal day and there's a, there's a, order, a sense of in your mind or in your spirit that overtakes you when you think about someone else, a sexual mind or sexual deviation of when you're in your normal routine of the day that makes you desire and want somebody else in an unnatural way. It also says this, the fantasies that you think of another person or another, uh, or, or another entity that, that is unnatural and it separates you from what your normal mindset is. I, 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 if I could do a survey, how many people have ever had those unnatural thoughts about other individuals? See why? Because in this country alone, when we look at this country, and I'm, and I'm dealing with the United States right now, and I know it's all across the world, lust has caused, uh, or, or lust causes billions of dollars to be spent. What is lust causing billion dollars to be spent on? I told y'all put the kids away for a minute, y'all. Pornography. Pornography is one of the biggest industries in the world. It's a billion-dollar industry right here. Why? Because it presents the internal and, and external lustful desires of pleasure to be acted out on a camera. Yeah, we're going to get real today. We're going to deal with some 
real stuff today about because I need you to I need you to get delivered. I need somebody to be set free. Somebody's been struggling with, somebody's been battling with, and somebody's been dealing with the issue of lust, and you've been holding on for it so for so long, and it's oppressed you so much that you function in a normal way for the most time, but when lust creeps up and it begins to take over, so for some of you it's caused your marriage to fail, for some of you it's caused relationships to fail, for some of you, you have adopted spirit wives and spirit husbands because of this. So I told you we're dealing with this spirit of lust today. This incubus and succubus spirit is defined and it, and it contributes to the spirit of lust because it does something to the spirit man that connects it with to something that's strictly fantasy. That's strictly not of God. So if we're dealing with lust, and, and we're going to jump back into Scripture in a second, but I need you to know that people watch, can watch in their discretion of this thing. When, they, when, when they're at home alone in their room, and they're at home alone on their tablets, or their cell phones, or their computers, or they're on their TVs, a lot of times the spirit of lust controls them and consumes them. Late at night when, when it's really dealing with people, late at night when it's really being seen by certain people and there or any time of day I'm not even just going to exclude it tonight but any time of day there are people that deal with this lust demon and this spirit of lust that has been consuming them because they, it is causing them to act in unnatural ways where they don't even want their own spouse they don't want they, they don't want the intimacy with intimacy with their spouse they rather have it with themselves based upon a spirit of lust about what they've seen oh yeah i told you i'm dealing with something tonight today uh, th see this lust causes marriages and families to be broken and destroyed but yet we in the church don't deal with it from the pulpit <laughs> but we're the church, right? We're, we're that place that you come and you go to that, 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 that really deals with stuff and really deals with internal natures and really causes you to act out. It can cause you to go bankrupt. It can cause you to go through a lot of things. This lustful spirit has taken over and consumed so many. So what is it that we can do about this lustful spirit? We, we, we are here to declare lust. You are evicted. Somebody say, I'm ready to evict my lustful nature. Matter of fact, uh, if you can just say it in your mind. I know some of y'all don't want the person next to you to know that you lust after some things, that, you, that, that, that you're lusting or you've been lusting after people, uh, people that you can't have. Is it a, is, 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 is no coincidence that, that sometimes late at night you have dreams about other people in your spirit, dreams of a sexual nature with other people in your spirit. And so right now, I need you to say to yourself, lust, it's time for you to go. Why? Because as we look at our scripture this morning and our text today we need to know that John is doing is dealing with us concerning us not being consumed by the love of this world and lust is part of that love let's go to scripture real quick once again if you open up your Bibles to first John looking at the second chapter beginning at the 15th verse once again and we're gonna walk through this and I'm gonna take my time with this but please give me about 15 more minutes of your time and we're gonna worship and we're gonna praise but we're gonna get delivered from this spirit of lust. Somebody say, spirit of lust, I'm delivered from you. 
See, the Bible says in the 15th chapter, do not love the world nor the things of this world. What John was saying was not that you can't have uh, nice things, not that you can't have uh, uh, things in your, you can't have a savings account, not that you can't have a money, that you can't have a nice house or a nice car. But what it needs, but what you need to realize and know is that this spirit of lust, this spirit of lust that you've been dealing with is not, uh, 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 is not to be loved, the things that you love of this world because if you love of this world that means you'll do anything for this world that means you'll take anything that you'll 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 sacrifice your relationship with God for the love of this world how many people have ever been in a place where you've sacrificed uh, uh, some things that God has told you because of some statuses you wanted some natures you wanted some people you wanted to entertain some relationships you want there are some women and some men that are in wrong relationships simply because you lusted after the person's body more than you lusted or more than you chase after God you, 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 you say, God, I, I love you, but, but, but he tall, dark, and handsome. He's 6'3". He fine as can be. Or, or she, uh, she boom, pain, pow. Y'all know I like to use that right there. And she's fine as can be. And God, I know what your word declares to me. I know what your word said about me. But I am, I, 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 my, my flesh has been desiring after that. Because what does the word say? I told you in the beginning part, I said, do not love the world nor the things of the world. Uh, if anyone loves the world, he said, if anyone loves the world, he didn't separate. He didn't say if you're in church and you love the world, you're OK. If you're in the world and you love the world, you're OK. He said, if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in them. What does he mean? The Bible says that you can't love or you can't serve two masters. You either serve the you either love the one and hate the other or hate the one and love the other. So now if the scriptures tells us if anyone loves the world, that means you can't love God. Oh, I just came down somebody's street. If you love the world, you cannot enjoy your relationship with God. Why? Because your relationship with God should be at the forefront of your life. And God shall release to you all the provisions you need in this world. Because the Bible says that we're in this world, but what? Not of this world. That's what scripture teaches us. We know the scripture about money, but see, when we deal with the spirit of lust, we sort of shun that scripture. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. It's the root of evil. And so so if, I'm, if my love of money means that I'm going to chase after money by any means necessary, if I love the world, that means I'm going to chase after the world by anything necessary. By any means necessary. Last week, what did I tell you? That if the Bible says that, 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 that uh, whom the Son says free is truly free indeed, and we're free in Christ, that means I don't have to chase after the world's standards. I don't have to live by the world's standards. And if I'm getting rid of the spirit of lust, that means I have to separate myself from what the world says is okay. That means I have to separate myself from this spirit and this indulgence and lust. I have to separate myself from doing the things that I know are displeasing in God's sight in order to be who God called me to be. Because the Bible declares that we are to be the salt and light of the earth. Ha. If I'm the salt 
The Bible said, if the salt loses its taste, his flavor, what good is it? If the light loses its luster, what good is it? So now, if I'm indulging or I'm accepting this spirit of lust on my life, if I'm allowing it to control me, that means I'm losing out on what God's best is for me. Yeah, we're going to deal with this this morning. Verse number 16 is where I want to really get into. It said, for all that is what? In the world. For all that is in the world. For all that is in the world, which is what? The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. He, he, we, we know from scripture last week where we talked about the flesh being against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. That simply put that they war against one another. We, 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 we saw that in scripture. We, we see that in scripture that if the lust of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit is against the flesh, that they will not be able to do that which they desire to. Amen. So now, I want y'all to see this. Let's look at this scripture. But I say, walk by the Spirit. What Spirit? God's Spirit. We're walking by the Spirit of God. If God is our author and our, fi- and our finisher, if God is our Father, if God is our joy and our peace, then if I'm walking by the Spirit, it says what? You will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So now we jump back to scripture right here. It says in 1 John, it says what? It says simply this. The lust of the flesh for all that is in the world. For the lust of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh. And the lust of the eyes. And the boastful pride of life. So if the lust of my flesh is consuming me, how does it consume me? By the lust of my eyes. My flesh responds to what my eyes see. My flesh responds by what my eyes take in. We, we always say that the eyes are what? The gateway to the soul. So if my eyes are lusting, if I close my eyes and I visually see this person, this entity, this thing, it's because of something that has been exposed to my vision and now it's into my inner man. So the lust of my eyes have caused the lust of my flesh to respond. The lust of my flesh has caused the lust of my eyes to react because what's in my flesh tells me that I enjoy this certain thing. <laughs> so now if, that, if, my, if my flesh, fleshly lust desires after a certain thing, what are my eyes going to be attracted to? Somebody say, oh, ah, somebody say preach faster. But if my eyes have been trained on the things of God, if my eyes have been submitted and surrendered and my spirit and I've been delivered from this spirit of lust, then when I come up against this spirit again, I know what to look for and I know how to war against it. Yeah, somebody being quiet right now. But, but because a lot of us deal with this spirit of lust in so many different ways. 
Sometimes when, 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 you, when, when, when you're going through this spirit of lust and it's tormenting you, as I said before, you may not even be attracted to your spouse because you've been indulging in things that have married you spiritually to something that you're not supposed to be connected to. I told you there are spirit wives and spirit husbands in the spiritual realm that are looking for people to attach itself to that cause nothing but destruction, that cause nothing but chaos in your life. You want to know why you're not intimate with your wife the way that you've been or intimate with your husband the way that you've been because of what you've been thinking on. That coworker at your job that has been smelling good every day that you walked in. That coworker on your job that brought you that rose. And, and see, this is how that spirit wife or that spirit man begins to connect with you when it finds an opening about something that you're lacking or something that you're seeking. It will present itself in the form of another person so that it can attach itself to you to continue to destroy what you was already broken in your house. Hmm. Husbands and wives, when... When, when you're not attracted and you begin to look at that coworker that, that, that's, that's been asking you to go to lunch and you've been saying no for so long, as long as the marriage was okay, but you got into an argument two weeks ago and y'all haven't resolved that argument and now that coworker is steadily looking good to you because they're offering you something that your house is not offering, that your spouse is not offering. They're offering you a sense of peace for a moment. That's that spirit wife that's looking at the opportunity to say that I'm ready to connect with you because if I can connect with you, I can cause more chaos in your house. I can cause you to say that you don't want your, your marriage. When I turn on the TV after your wife has not been in relationship with you, has not been in, or he or your husband has not been in relationship with you, and you turn on that late night channel, and you see certain things on that channel that you desire the intimacy with your spouse, but now you begin to indulge in and in chasing the intimacy that you see portrayed on in pornography, and now that spirit husband comes in and says, I got Got you. I'm getting ready to, 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 to connect to you so that you won't want to fix things in your home. You won't want to fix things in your marriage. You won't want to fix things in your household. So now what you're connecting yourself to is this spirit that started with lust, this spirit of hurt, this spirit of neglect now has transferred to a spirit of lust. And now lust has connected with you. And now so since lust has connected with you, the next thing that has connected with you is this, this spirit husband or this spirit wife. Yeah. And now it's connected with you and it's dealing with you in certain ways. And it's portraying itself to you. I said the world, the, the, the Bible says this in verse number 17. And I told you I wasn't going to be long. And, I'm, and, and, and it says this, the world is passing away. And also it's, get this, also it's lust. That's what scripture tells the Bible says that everything in the world is passing away, even your lust. It said the world is passing away and also is lust. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. <laughs> what, who, what, what, what am I saying? If, if, if you can surrender this spirit and get delivered from this spirit, the Bible says that once you, inhabit, once you allow me to inhabit all of you, all of your being, 
all of your nature. He said, I'll make you new. I came. Jesus said what? I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And if I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, I'm guaranteeing you that you will live forever in my kingdom. But the lustful man, the, lu the pride of life, the pride of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, these things are the things that will, uh, will cease and desist. The Bible says what? It said the world is passing away and also its lust. So as the world comes, as we know that we're getting closer to those last days where the world ends and where the world uh, comes to an end, if, we're, if, if we allow ourselves to love the world, then we're calling ourselves finished when the world is finished. Because who wants something that's not going to be here? If, if the world ends, that means I'm willing to go with the world. But no, the Bible says that I have eternal life if I believe in what? Jesus Christ. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you submit yourself to Christ, if you submit yourself to his will, if you teach your family to pray, if you teach your family to seek deliverance, if you come up to the throne every day, then I'm telling you that the Bible back in, uh, in, in uh, Deuteronomy, where it talks about Abraham, he said, today, I mean, when he talks about Moses, he said, today I put before you a choice, uh, the blessings or the cursings, the life or the death. And he said, but I'm going to tell you this for you to choose life for you and your descendants. Why? Because he knew that they were in a place where there were choices that had to be made. And if you're ready to make this spiritual choice to get rid of some things spiritually, get rid of some things emotionally, get rid of some things uh, mentally, but if you're ready to let your spirit stop being bound up, I'm here to declare to you that God said, I'm ready to release you today. I'm ready to set you free from your bondage today. I'm ready to set you free from your past today. I'm ready to set you free from them late night desires. I'm ready to set you free from them late night calls. I'm ready to set you free from them late night TV channels. I'm ready to set you free from the late night stuff that you've been dealing with. Because if my son can set you free, he said, whom the son sets free is truly free indeed. And he said, with the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty so if you are ready for liberty if you are ready to be set free from the spirit man from that old spirit from that spirit of lust from that spirit of anger from that spirit of loosefulness for that spirit of uh, uh, of abuse from that spirit that we talked about last week if you're ready to be set free from that spirit somebody say it's eviction time see eviction time e it being evicted means I'm ready to get some things out. I told you. What are you ready to get out of your spirit? What are you ready to get out of your life? What are you ready to get out of your spirit, man? What are you ready to be done away with? Because in, the, in, in these last days, in this last time, in this last season, verse number 18 is, a, is an amazing verse because it says this. I'm still looking at 1 John, the second chapter, looking at the 18th verse, and I'm parking right here, and I'm just about done, and we're going to get rid of some things in a second. But it said, children, it is the last hour. He said, children, it is the last hour. He needed you to know this, and just as you heard that the ant that, uh, that Antichrist is coming. <sighs> we, we keep hearing this about the Antichrist coming. But get this, what John said. It was amazing when I read this scripture. 
He said, children, in the last hour, and just as you heard the Antichrist is coming, even now, get this, many Antichrists have appeared. <laughs> he said, many have appeared. From this we know that this is the last hour. What are these Antichrists? These spirits that, that, that have taken hold of the population, that have taken hold of this world. He said many antichrists have come. Spirit of lust, spirit, uh, the, the, the spirit of anger. These things that are causing us death and separation from God. Mm. He said many have appeared. What has appeared in your life that can be your detriment? What has appeared in your life that is separating you from the love of God? What has appeared in your life that is causing you to walk away from the throne of grace? What has appeared in your life that has caused you to chat to be challenged? What has appeared in your life that is separating you from God? He said many antichrists have appeared. From this we know that this is the last hour. I wish I was giving you a cute and, 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 and a, a cute message this morning, but this message is about deliverance. This message is about you getting set free. This message is the gospel of Jesus Christ because Jesus came to set us free. Jesus died on an old rugged cross so that we could be, we could have life and have it more abundantly. He died so that we could have eternal life with him and the Father. He died so that he could, that we could separate from the love of this world and grab hold of who he's called us to be. If he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, where does lust live at? Lust lives in darkness. He said, I called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. He said, I called you because I love you. He said, I died because I love you. But I need you to know that it's time for you to separate yourself from some things in your past. Separate yourself from some spirits that have attached itself to you. Separate yourself from this spirit of lust. Lust, it, it, it has caused you detriment, but you keep operating in it. It's caused you destruction, but lust has told your mind. Lust has come into agreement with arrogance. Lust said, uh, I'm going to cause you to chase after this. The arrogance said, well, I can do without. Lust has caused uh, uh, so many things to take place in your life. I told you this a couple of weeks ago that the Bible said when you cast out one demon, he comes back with seven more deadly than him. So now you've cast out depression. Depression left. Depression came back. And when depression came back, if your house was not full, he brought lust. He, he, brought, uh, uh, he brought disagreement. He brought arguments. He brought different things back into the house with him because you cast him out and now that he's come back when he brought this thing of lust into your house lust is taken over and lust has stepped up and said I'm here I'm living here and what you gonna do about it but God said when you walk in the spirit let's look at that scripture when you walk for the flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, Jesus, if you are led by his Holy Spirit, 
If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I told you last week, and I'm, and I'm just about done with this right now. If you are led by the Spirit of God, and you are not under the law. You now become a part of the law. And for somebody right now, I need you to know that, yes, you've been going through hell and high water. But if you realize that you are part of the law, your life can be changed. If you realize that you are part of God's creation, if you realize that you are part of God's plan, you can speak to lust and tell lust to be gone. You can speak to those perversions that you've been dealing with and tell those perversions to be gone. If you can believe what God is saying about you, what God is saying to you, if you can just believe that you are not under the law, but you are a part of the law, then you have authority, then you have rights, then you have kingdom dominion over the spirits in the air, the fowls of the sea, every fish that crawleth, I mean, every, uh, the, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, every creepy thing that crawleth upon the earth, everything that's in darkness, you have authority over it because if the light dwells on the inside of you, if the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you, when you walk into the atmosphere, when you begin to let him indwell you and take over and take control, when you begin to walk in the Spirit, when you begin to allow the Spirit dominion and authority over your life, if you begin to speak those things that are not as though they were, if you begin to call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. If you begin to speak what, what, what is manifested, uh, what you need in your life, you can change the course of who you've been why because he said I loved you this much that I gave you a way of escape ah. he said there is therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus he said count it all joy because I've overcome every Somebody need to hear that. He said, count it all joy because I've overcome, somebody say that, every temptation. He said, I've counted all joy because I've overcome every lustful nature. I've overcome every pride of life. I've overcome every lust of the eyes. I've overcome every uh, tall, dark, and handsome. I've overcome every boom, pain, pow. I've overcome everything that the enemy tried to throw at you. I've overcome the pornography. I've overcome the lost relationships. I've overcome the abuse. I've overcome the deviant natures. I've overcome it. He said, count it all joy, because if he overcome it, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If he overcome it, came it, then so can you. If he has already delivered us from it, if he has already taken the keys to death, hell, and the grave, if he has already done a great work, if he who has done, uh, 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 he, if he who has done a great work in me, if, if, if I can declare that he's my God and my strength and my salvation and my joy, if I can declare that, if you can begin to open up your mouth, you begin to see that you're not under the law but you are a part of the law you're, you're you're not getting pulled over for doing what's wrong you have the badge to declare what's wrong that's what becoming a part of the law means that means yeah i'm not on the other side of the fence no more i'm not just looking at sin chasing me and beating me down 
I'm now standing and ready to tell sin, you gotta go. I'm ready to tell lust, you gotta go. I'm ready to tell abuse, you gotta go. I'm ready to tell affliction, you gotta go. I'm ready to tell my infirmities, you gotta go. I'm ready to speak those things that are not as though they were. I'm ready to have faith the size of a mustard seed, to speak to my mountains and tell my mountains to be thou removed, be cast into the sea. How many people got a spirit that of lust that looks like a mountain and you need to tell that mountain be cast into the sea because I operate under spirit uh, uh, mustard seed faith how many of you can tell your situation you got going on right now be cast into the sea because I got mustard seed faith and I'm not just talking about those that have been saved sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost I'm talking about those right now who simply say God I need you in my life and I'm going to stand by faith I believe that you're different than what I've experienced in my life I believe what I've heard of your word right now and if I believe in your word if I believe in what you said I am that I'm the head and not the tail if I believe what you said that I'm above and not beneath if I believe what you said that I can have the, the, the cattle of the land that you've already set that aside for me if I believe that I look to the hills from which cometh my help and my help cometh from thee O Lord if I can look to my hill if I can begin to declare to my hill God I need you in my moment of darkness God I need you in my valley of weakness. God, I need you when I'm dealing with them late night issues, when I'm dealing with them late night perversions, when I'm dealing with those late night phone calls, when I'm dealing with those late night booty calls, when I'm dealing with those late night man calls, when I'm trying to fight it and it seems like I can't overcome it. The Bible said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Do I have a witness right now that can testify that I'm ready to come out of where I've been. I'm ready to stand and declare the word of the Lord. I'm ready to believe beyond what I can see because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I may not look at it right now and say that I can overcome it, but I ain't got to overcome it. God, you said that you would step in and, and be my intercessor. You said that you would step in and deliver me from all my sin. You said you would make me brand new. And if I have anybody right now that can testify and lift up your hands and say, God, I could not do it on my own, but I trust you. God, I could not do it by myself, but I trust you. God, I did not believe, but I trust you, and I need you to do something miraculous in my life. God, the spirit of smoking, the spirit of alcoholism, the spirit of lesbianism that's followed my family and generations, the spirits that have been uh, been residing in my house, I'm ready to evict them right now. Somebody declare eviction notice. Eviction notice right now. You gotta go. You gotta get out. My low self-esteem you got to go and get out. My low uh, uh, self-worth, you got to go and get out. Depression, you got to go and get out. Lust, you got to go and get out. Uh, abuse, you got to go get out. So right now, I'm evicting you out from my life. I'm evicting you from my life. I'm evicting you from my life. Why? Because if I can evict you from my life, If I can believe in eviction from my life, according to the power that works in me, my life can be made new. My life can be made whole. My life can be restored. My life can show its worth to my Father. And I'm created in your image and in your life. 
I got to change and accept who you called me to be. Your word declares to take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, learn of me. Who am I talking to right now? Jesus said, learn of me. in the 19th verse of John in the first book of John it says this they went out from us but they were not really of us for if they had been of us they would have remained with us but they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us but get this in verse number 20 he said but you somebody say me have an anointing from the Holy One no. He said, you have an anointing from the Holy One. You all know. An anointing, that means his oil is flowing through you. His spirit is operating in you. But you have this on the inside of you. Because he loves you. Because he's chosen and he's called you. And because he's called you and he's chosen, he's separated. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, this day, at this time, and at this moment, God, there are some things that. that we are accepting of you. And because we accept it of you, because we've accepted this of you, oh God, we believe, God, that you are our healer and our redeemer. We believe that you are our kinsman, joy and our peace. And because you are our peace, because you are our everything. Because you have shown true to our life. We accept all that you've done and all that you've been for us. And because we've accepted that in our life, oh God, we cast all our cares to you, God. Now, God, each and every week I offer the same five things. But at this moment, God, I, I want to do something different on today. I want to pray for those who are dealing with the spirit of lust. Those who have been dealing with this spirit for, for a long time. And I want to pray with you. I want to talk to you. I want you to know that God is able and he's willing and he's right here to hear all your prayers, your internal prayers, your heart's desire. Because sometimes we're not strong enough to do it, but if we just open up our mouth 
and confess our sins to him. The Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us. If you've been dealing with the spirit of lust and there's deliverance that you're seeking after, I want you to repeat after me. I renounce all sexual sin that I have been involved with in the past, including fornication, masturbation, pornography, perversion, fantasy, and adultery in the name of Jesus. Don't just take these statements lightly, but if you're ready to declare them, open your mouth with a bold confession. Open up your heart with a bold confession. I break all curses of adultery, perversion, fornication, lust, incest, rape, molestation, illegitimacy, harlotry, and polygamy in the name of Jesus. I command all spirits of lust and perversion to come out of your stomach, out of your genitals, out of your eyes, out of your mind, out of your mouth, out of your hand, out of your blood in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now, I'd call a blood transfusion for those that have been battling with lust, those who have been battling with rape, those who have been molested, those that in their DNA structure came from a bad situation. God, I call right now a DNA and a blood transfusion so that it can wipe clean everything that has been, that the, that the natural man or the internal man has been susceptible to. Lord, present your people to the Lord as your body is a living sacrifice, acceptable and holy. Father, your people's members, the, your, their body are members of Christ, and we will not let them be members of lust and harlotry. Lord, release your fire of God to burn down all unclean spirits and unclean lusts from their life in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, break all ungodly soul ties with former lovers and sexual partners in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, we call cease and desist orders right now to pass lovers, to pass affairs, to pass addictions. We call cease and desist right now in the name of Jesus. Blood of Jesus, cover their heart, cover their mind, cover their spirit so that they will not return to what they knew from previous times. Father, cast out the spirit of loneliness that would drive them to ungodly sexual relationships with incubus and succubus spirits in the name of Jesus. Command all spirits of hereditary uh, lust from, from their ancestors to come out in the name of Jesus. Command all spirits of witchcraft that have allowed them to, uh, to accept lust, witchcraft, uh, demonology, uh, 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 from witches, from warlocks, whatever it may be, spells that have been spoken over them that they would not break free from past loves, from past relationships, from past things, that they would not break free. We call them free right now in the name of Jesus. Break them free through the blood of Jesus. Break them free through the power of the anointing. Break them free from the, with the Spirit of God. Bring them out of the dark place in their life. Cast out all marriage-breaking spirits of lust that will break covenants in the name of Jesus. Cast out all and loose spirit spouses 
and spirits of incubus and succubus and spirits in the name of Jesus. Cast out all spirits of perversion, including the Moabite and Ammonite spirits of lust in the name of Jesus. Receive the spirit of holiness in your life that you may walk according to the will of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Right now, somebody's getting free. Right now, somebody's being delivered. Right now, somebody is breaking, breaking bondage, breaking shackles, breaking chains. The Bible said that when Paul and Silas began to pray, that shackles, that the, that the jail cells have been broken. So right now, whatever issues that you've been dealing with, this spirit of lust, you are being broken free right now in the name of Jesus. Begin to open up your mouth. Begin to worship. Begin to call on the name of Jesus. Begin to just speak to him as your father, as your daddy as your freedom bearer as your hope as your peace as your joy to break free from it right now in the name of Jesus and the Bible says that whoever shall call on the name of the Lord they shall be saved I'm declaring that you are free right now in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen you are healed right now I'm declaring healing over your life declaring that you're set free. But it just doesn't stop right here. You, you, I need you to get into a Bible-believing church. I need you to, to, to get into your word because the enemy does not want to let you go. So he's going to fight you. But the Bible, once again, said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You have legions of angels to war on your behalf. Are you ready to use them? Yeah, because you came into the kingdom. And if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that has not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says simply this, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you shall be saved. It's just that simple. Too many things that you've accepted in your life that was just that simple, but you think that chasing after Jesus and coming into the kingdom is this hard thing. No, he said confess with your mouth. What are you confessing? That I'm a sinner. That, that, that I've messed up, that I've fallen short of your glory, God. Now come into my life and change me. I give myself over to you for you to be my Lord and Savior. And he said, if you do that, you shall be saved. If you need a Bible-believing church to, to connect with, to be a part of, we would love to have you here at Liberty Christian Church International. You can find us on our website. You can reach out to us at www.lccimd.org. Reach out to us. Let us know. If you, if you need to receive Jesus Christ and you want somebody to pray with you right now, you can reach us right now at 301-887-5259, extension 103, or any one of the extensions. You can reach out to us, and we will walk you through. We're here to walk with you. I can't give you salvation. I'm not Jesus. I'm his ambassador, but I can point you towards him. I can point you towards him. I can help walk with you. I can help talk to you. We can train. We can develop. We're here to develop dynamic, liberated disciples of Christ. Amen? Amen. No games, no gimmicks, just Jesus here. We're looking forward to meeting you. We'll be back in service in our sanctuary very soon, very soon. But while we're still in this place of this pandemic, we want you to be safe. Make sure that you are uh, embracing and doing what you're supposed to do. Let us go before the Lord in, in prayer.
Matter of fact, before I get there, my team would be remiss if I did not uh, invite you to give to Sow into Liberty Christian Church International. Um, our cash app tag will be at the bottom of the screen in, in a second. Matter of fact, it's at the bottom of the screen now. Um, you can see on that tag where it says there are ways to give here at Liberty um, through cash app at Liberty Church MD. Or you can give through text giving at 202-599-2033. Also, you can go to our website, www.lccimd.org backslash give and give that way. Um, this is a growing ministry. This is a, a, a building ministry. This is a ministry for you to come be a part of and be a family. We're a family. We're not just a church. We're a family. And we would love to, for you to be a part with us. All right, if all hearts and minds are full, all spirits are full, if you've been delivered from some things, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, if you've been delivered from some things and God is just getting ready to do something brand new with you, let's go before the throne of God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this worship experience, oh God. God, but let this not just fall on deaf ears, God. But let somebody's heart be convicted. Let somebody's mind be convicted. Let somebody's spirit be set free. Let somebody share this with somebody who needs deliverance in this area. We know, God, that you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And, God, we know that there are plenty of people who have given their life to you, but they've been walking around oppressed. But, God, we ask right now that you set us free. We ask right now, God, that you love us like never before. And we honor you and worship you. Now, God, as we leave from this place, as we depart from one another, God, let us leave here with the same heart that we came in to hear the word, to go into the word and serve. Let us be the salt and the light. Let us show others what must they do to be saved. So, God, we just thank you and we adore you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Remember this, live on purpose, live for purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Be blessed and have a wonderful day in the spirit of God. Amen.